that I would quit Alright, I promise no more after this My evil twin Bad weather friend Someone keeps moving my Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast. First thing, we've got a voicemail from Owen. Hello there. Hello, This Might Be a Podcast. I'm Owen Blofus, and I just was listening to Tick, 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 and it's always really interesting to hear everyone's personal interpretations of every song, but I particularly enjoyed this one because I feel that it was almost exactly the opposite of what I had imagined which was a very cartoony sort of image of an enormous insect frozen in ice waking up and hearing it from the inverted perspective that it's a person who's losing consciousness also made an equal amount of sense and really made me sort of rethink the way I listened to it and actually meld them into one. Here's a fact, which is maybe completely unrelated to the song. Um, in recent years, I think around 2016 this happened, there have been issues in northern Russia and other areas around the edge of the ice cap where anthrax, not literal bugs, but, you know, anthrax and other infections that have been frozen under the ice for decades or centuries has been unfreezing, infecting inhabitants of the region and infecting local wildlife and actually killed some people. Um, let's hope global warming, let's hope we do something about that. Thank you very much for listening. This might be a podcast. Have a nice day. Thanks for calling in, Owen. Also, Owen did a cover of Tick, 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 Tick after we recorded the episode. Uh, I retweeted that, uh, so if you go check out so if you check out at This Might Be a Pod, you can find that cover in our Twitter timeline. And on to the episode. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I am your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with Lou Reed to talk about the song Careful What You Pack Off of the Else. 
it going good thanks it's um it's snowing here right now where i am oh yeah for real where where are you i know you're in mountain time and that's all i know yeah i'm in edmonton alberta i think i'm not your first albertan guest but maybe marianne mctrow was uh yes yeah (laughs) so um really coming down i think they're expecting like 20 centimeters so that's um eight eight inches (laughs) eight inches or so in In, in real measurements uh, and not uh-huh. uh, our American measurements. Mm-hmm. So, but actually, I think that's fitting because um, the the Elf to me is very is very much a winter album. Maybe just because on the cover it's got yeah. the snow, but yeah, I associate it, I mean, it with winter. So. Yeah, it, it it also is kind of a darker toned album than a lot of their other albums too. So it's mm-hmm. a little gloomy gloomier and yeah. winter, more wintry perhaps definitely yeah yeah uh so uh, uh what do you do up there in canada i don't really know much about you because uh you're not on facebook facebook yeah. makes it a lot easier to kind of do some <laughs> pre-show stalking of my guests to find out about them where, yeah. where we just know each other from twitter and you know <laughs> twitter bios it's like just this little thing and i'm yeah. like i don't know very much about lou Unlike most of your guests, I'm not a musician or an academic or um, <laughs> I, an artist in any capacity. <laughs> I just fine. have a, an office job. But what I lack in expertise, I make up for in enthusiasm, I think. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Perfect. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad to have another international guest as well. It's been a little while since I've had... Uh, someone not in america so that's pretty awesome Mm. so uh let's talk about your uh history of your your fandom with they might be giants uh where when why how did you get into the band here's where i have a a lot more in common with a lot of your guests so Uh it's the cliche (laughs) tiny tunes was my first uh exposure to they might Mm -hmm. be giants uh, mm-hmm. But I was young enough that I wouldn't say I became a fan at that point. I just remember seeing the videos. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, in high school, uh, a long distance girlfriend I had made me a mix CD. Remember those? <laughs> oh, yes. I remember. I was making mm-hmm. mixed tapes too <laughs> for my girlfriends in high school. <laughs> and uh, it had um, Sleeping in the Flowers on it. And, cool. Yeah. Um, since then, yeah, I've just... Uh, always been a, a fan. I remember my first date with um, with my now wife. Um, we we went to karaoke and I sang Birdhouse to her and <laughs> it went well. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. So you've they might be giants to thank for for mm-hmm. everything really. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> nice. Nice. So have you been uh, keeping up with, you know, with every album as it comes out? Or are there there, there any uh, blind spots in your, your fandom there? Or um, you a lifer? Well, I, I mean, I didn't necessarily get every album as it came out. But certainly I do have every album at this point, And I am pretty obsessive uh, as nice. a fan. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
So uh, was the else one that you got when it was uh, new? Yeah, and actually I got the copy that has um, uh, Castor Pod to the Wind. Mm-hmm. I know not all of the CD versions have that, but I was lucky and I got that version. So yeah. I, I do think that um, bonus CD is really good as well. So oh yeah, some of the a lot of a lot of good ones on there. Mm-hmm. Brain problem situation. Love some of that my one. And we live in a dump. <laughs> Yeah, I'm your boyfriend I'm, now. I'm your boyfriend now. <laughs> it's so wonderfully creepy. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, Linnell, how are you so good at being such a weirdo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're here to talk about a Flansburg song. So th- yeah. this is, um, yeah, are you, if if you had to pick a side, <gasps> oh, do you have no, a favorite song? I don't want to do that. Uh, okay, okay. We don't I mean, I guess I probably... Of my favorite, they might be giant songs. They're probably more, more of them are probably in the Linnells, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to choose Isaac. Yeah, but luckily we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Though I've been tossing around an idea for a while of doing a, doing Patreon episodes where I have people pick a side and <gasps> battle the Johns against each oh, other. No. But all in good fun and probably just declare a tie at the end anyway. But just, you know, just because, you know, as music nerds, we like to argue about things. Even, you know, even when we love every They Might Be Giant song, it's still fun to be like, like, I mean, you're not in the 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 whole nonsense that is Facebook and all these Facebook groups Mm -hmm. uh, of fans where people argue over how Minkar sucks or Minkar rules. I've already had a Patreon episode about that. <laughs> a debate about Minkar. Hopefully everyone agreed that it is very good. And, and oh, yes. People yeah. realize well, it, 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 it was me and my friend Steve on the pro Minkar side of the debate. And, uh, and uh, it's got Jeffrey and Gurr who are on the uh, anti-Minkar side of the debate. So that was pretty fun. But uh, <laughs> all in all, it was like we had some of the, the same, we loved the same things about the album and there were other parts that we agreed were lower points of the mm-hmm. album. And it was kind of just like, okay, so we pretty much just agree <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the John versus John thing, of course, you know, the band would not be the same <laughs> if it was just one of them. I mm-hmm. mean, they both had side projects that are good, but obviously what makes They Might Be Giants special is the, the duality. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So we've got a Flansburg song here mm-hmm. in Careful What You Pack. Why did you pick Careful What You Pack? And I, and I thought I'd ask you that in particular because you picked your song 11 months ago, <laughs> and we're just now recording about it. And 11 yeah. months ago, my spreadsheet, my whole list of for claiming songs would have been fairly, I mean, a lot more wide open than it is now. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of options. Why did you pick Careful What You Pack? You'd think... Having had 11 months, I would come up with a better answer. <laughs> but honestly, it's I just really love this song. Um, I guess I do the connection to Coraline. I mean, I, I, I have, have always really loved that story. Um, so that doesn't hurt. But yeah, I just really love this song. Um, I usually prefer their more up-tempo... Is that a word? See, I'm not a musician. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, this one's just really pretty and and melancholy, and uh, I think the technical term is like twinkly. <laughs> no, not at it all. It is pretty twinkly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. no, there's these yeah. little chiming sounds yeah. that Linnell does on the keyboards. A little yeah. bring. Mm-hmm. The yeah. opening sort of reminds me of like a music box. I don't know, like a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just really yeah love definitely. It. And I love how it um 
it builds. I, 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 I think all of my favorite songs tend to do that, like start out more, you know, quiet and then build in intensity. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely some good uh, dynamic range in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll definitely, let's let's get back to Coraline later. Let's talk about, because um, I think I'll need you to school me a little bit on Coraline okay. because I <laughs> have... N- sacrilegiously not seen it uh, probably but uh mm-hmm. let's let's talk about first about those musical elements and you're talking about the 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 intro to me i'm not I'm, I'm not sure what other kind of stuff you're into but the beginning of this one has always reminded me of death cab for cutie or the postal service oh yeah i could see that for sure yeah yeah mm-hmm. so these little kind of you know chiming kind of synth tones and this little almost like eight bit kind of drum machine that's going this little that's going yeah. at the beginning mm-hmm. like really really makes me think of of uh postal service in particular mm-hmm. um and because they were really good at doing kind of an electronic but kind of down key you know electronic kind of thing mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah I get that, that those kind of mellow emo vibes you know <laughs> mm-hmm. definitely <laughs> Yeah, is, is this They Might Be Giants' most emo song? It's pretty emo. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, the tone is very somber, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the dynamic builds are really good, how it, uh, I mean, it has like a sudden change in volume when the full band kicks in after the intro, mm-hmm. but then even when, when the choruses come around, the drums come in so full, like I was just listening to it um, in my in my car earlier, which has like a fair amount of bass, you know, to the, to the stereo. (laughs) And like the bass drum on this song is just huge. Like the drums are just booming. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah. 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 And this one, so the else has a lot of songs that were produced by the dust brothers. And I'm (laughs) like, I don't know. And I went and looked and this one is not one of them, but I think kind of, yeah, this one was just produced by the band and Pat Dillett, um, who's done their stuff for forever. Yeah. But I think kind of in, I think every song on the album kind of keeps this kind of, like I was saying, like a darker tone. And the Johns have said that while it's not a political album and they don't tend to write political songs, that they say that like the Bush era and that kind of, you know, whole political vibe, they say probably played something into to the way the album turned out. <laughs> yeah, like all that happening in the background influenced the the sound of the album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that um, I think that the fact that they don't write about such specific political things definitely gives their their songs a more kind of timeless nature, which is good. Mm-hmm. But it, it is kind of I think cool to to, to place it in that. I mean, the era was not cool, but no. to place it, I mean, you're a Canadian, so yeah. you didn't have to deal with that as much, but, um, I mean, Bush had a bad impact on the world at large, but, mm-hmm. um, to kind of place it in that time frame, you know, mm-hmm. kind of puts you in a mindset for, for the album. Yeah. And it comes out, I mean, with I'm impressed, which is, I know we're not talking about I'm impressed, but, but Feel free. It, it's a very like, I, I think political, not, not necessarily specific like they like mm-hmm. you said they don't you know sing about um specific events or or issues necessarily but like it it, it does have a very political um bent to it for sure mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I was just looking at the um, the credits tab. Do you, do you visit the wiki much, the TMBW? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, so I was just looking at this just to confirm the that it was not a Dust Brothers uh, production. But then just looking here, apparently uh, Dan Miller also plays some keyboards on this. It has him listed as piano with Linnell listed as the other keyboards, which I thought oh. was interesting. Wow. Have you ever have you ever seen them live? Yes, I have seen them twice. Um, I actually went to their show in the 2018 tour in Portland because earlier nice. that year, um, like they've never at that point they'd never played in Edmonton. And um, earlier that year, I think in an interview, uh, someone asked if they intended to come to Canada, and they sort of. They didn't explicitly say no, but they implied that that was unlikely. So I was like, well, I better go see them when they're in Portland because that's somewhat close to, to where we are. And then they ended yeah. up having a Can their first Canadian tour. Um, like they played, you know, one-off shows in like Toronto yeah. and I think Vancouver, but the first uh, full Canadian tour. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> could have saved the cost of a flight. But actually it was great because I then got to see them twice and uh, yeah. and my wife wasn't too upset because at the time we bought the Portland tickets, I was like, well, they'll never come here. <laughs> so I got <laughs> I can't believe that was the. F I can't believe that was the first time they did a Canadian tour. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I hope wow. they come back. Uh, I don't know. I, I know they just have, they, they're announcing some more dates for this year, but probably not Canada. And I don't expect, expect that they'll be back anytime soon, but I hope they do someday come back. Yeah. So they, they tour Australia more than Canada. Mm -hmm. How does that make any sense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the the reason I was asking is that uh, you'll see Dan Miller on keyboards on occasion, especially if it's a, an accordion song for Linnell that also has some other keyboards in it. You'll see you know Miller put his guitar down and do some some keyboards. So, uh, But typically, you don't see him listed for keyboards on the album, so mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of an interesting yeah. tidbit in this song. Because huh. the piano's pretty prominent. Mm hmm definitely, yeah. Yeah, I just assumed it was Linnell. Huh. Yeah, everyone else is the normal, it's the normal crew from that era. Yeah, Flansburg on the acoustic, and I, I believe there's acoustic and electric in there. And then Danny on bass and Marty on drums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let's see. So it looks like, so Flansburg's the lead vocal in it. I think there's some backup vocals in there, and they're probably all Flansburg as well. I think so, yeah. Yeah, they tend to harmonize themselves for the most part. I think before we even get to the lyrics, let's go ahead and play this uh, this live version that I sent you because it's got some musical elements in the intro that are quite a bit different. Mm -hmm. um, especially because, I mean, the, the intro of the song is a very kind of studio-created kind of, of piece. Yeah, I imagine it would you be know. hard to replicate live. Yeah, so it's pretty different in this version uh, that was released on... Uh, an instant fan club exclusive live album called At Large, mm -hmm. which was recorded on the Join Us tour. So it was recorded at the end of 2011 and released in 2012. Let me see. Am I getting that right? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to play a little bit of that.
I, I thought it was a good version. I um, it's is it a bit slower than the than the album version? I think I think it's a few ticks slower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, it had enough time that you know they um they'd been playing it since two thousand six, mm-hmm. and came out in two thousand seven. So there'd been a you know a few years for them to kind of hone the. Uh, the live sound of it, and they've been known to change old songs quite a bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. Live. I noticed some of the lyrics were were changed, but they do that a lot with live versions. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, on this on this version, what did I um what did I miss there? Um, did they? Ch- I think I think Flan says like digging underground as opposed to digging all around, and then something. There was a line later in the song that was also slightly different. I don't recall offhand. And then, of course, it's got um, Linnell singing the the backup vocals. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the um, the biggest thing musically that I noticed in the was in the intro. Um, so you don't have that little drum machine going, mm-hmm. but you've got um, this cool kind of echo thing that that uh, the keyboards and I believe Flansburg on the acoustic guitar are doing. So there's like the little blum, 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 blum. And then the guitar echoes it, which mm-hmm. is not something that happens in the original. Yeah, I don't think it, the guitar comes in until much later. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then you've also got what's probably Miller. There's like this droning, almost starts feeding back kind of guitar in the background. Mm-hmm. So I was a pretty big fan of that intro to this version. And the rest of it, I think they pull off pretty pretty faithfully but also you know with a with a cool kind of live energy to it yeah i saw another live clip i think on youtube um i think it was the uh, i think it was like a 2011 show and um landsberg describes it as um a very quiet song uh and says um how did he put it um ah I think he said it's like the the moment in the show uh, for like the tender, quiet moment before <laughs> they bring out a, a louder, you know, more bombastic song. But yeah, um, yeah, I just thought it was nice. It was like it is a sort of like a, a more like it's like a, a sweet kind of tender, quiet, intimate moment in, in an otherwise like, you know, raucous show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta have some down tempo numbers, you know, for everyone to relax a little bit. Yeah. But it's still it's still a good sing along mm-hmm. song, I think. Yeah, there's a there's another live version that I don't think I need to play here, but there was one from May of two thousand six. So even when uh even before the else came out, and there's some like slight lyrical changes in this too, but they're playing it um outside and yeah, I love, you know, Flansburg's intros to songs are always yeah. great. And he talks about it, it's cut off a little bit at the beginning, but he I think he must be mentioning Coraline cuz he talks about um you know, this is going to be coming out in 2009, which this song we'll talk about this song did not did not end up in the movie. Mm-hmm. But he's like this will this will come out in 2009, but we're playing it at 2006 prices. <laughs> Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I did read on the wiki that oftentimes, it, um, when it was played live, they would like turn all the lights down and people would like illuminate the show with their 
phones, which would be such an amazing thing to experience. Actually, the, the two shows I saw, I was like, really hoping they'd play this song and they didn't but yeah yeah. i'm yeah all the times i've seen them they haven't done it either Mm -hmm. um which is odd because i saw them on the else tour i wonder if maybe it had i mean maybe it would have something to do with like the venue i saw them at if the venue can't accommodate whatever like turning all the house lights down or whatever i don't know um yeah but yeah so i did find a video of people doing it but it's not something I'd play here. I mean, the audio yeah. sounded horrible, but it was cool to see all the cell phones. Yeah. And it was kind of an older video. So it looked like just from what you could tell from the the, the lights coming off of people's cameras, that it looked like it was pre-smartphone. Oh. <laughs> so like, or at least not everyone had a smartphone because you could see like that the screens were smaller mm-hmm. and that like had actual buttons that were illuminating you know like a lot of times the buttons would like illuminate blue or whatever right. like a different color yeah i'm like those are flip phones <laughs> so i was like that's amazing <laughs> uh, the more modern version of everyone taking out their lighters and waving them <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly but but not so modern that yeah. everyone's got the phone flashlight or whatever <laughs> and the huge screen yeah you know i would tell it was a tinier screen i'm like that's so awesome <laughs> really dated it mm-hmm. <laughs> so so, yeah, so what I was mentioning there with the, his intro, he alludes to it being in Coraline, and then it ended up getting cut. So I was looking into that, and it, it turns out, so the one song that did make it into Coraline was the Other Father song. Yeah. But apparently they had written, like, ten other songs. Yeah, it was supposed to be a musical, I guess. Like, like, like I guess the director was Henry Selick, who did Nightmare Before Christmas. So it looked more in that vein, mm. like a musical where the, the songs take place during the film. Um, right. As was the case with the other father song, but that would have been amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. He said something about how it just ended up. They said it, it ended up taking a darker tone that didn't quite match with the songs that they wrote, and yeah, also it not yeah, being so much of songs. a musical. But that's that's a bummer. And they yeah. said something about how oh they'll be released eventually, but it's been. Mm-hmm so long and still you know nothing other than i mean this maybe the songs were repurposed and just they never mentioned that they were you know supposed to be used in in Coraline. i mean i guess that's possible quick editor's note after the time of recording this uh kmsu had their they might be giants marathon they might be playing they might be giants and lou actually wrote in and they asked question regarding this topic to John Linnell in their interview segment. So he gives a little bit of an answer. So I'm going to drop that in here. Do you guys get another question? Well, uh, Lou in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada says, careful what you pack is such a great song. Whatever happened to the unused songs from the Coraline project, were they ever repurposed for other projects or are they still as yet unreleased? We haven't, no, we haven't figured out what I mean, it's, you know, there's a few good songs in there, but I don't know. They're sort of specific to the movie Coraline, unfortunately. Um, so I don't know what practical use we could make of them. Um, uh, you know, we've got we got lots of backloggy stuff. Um, so um, I, I kind of agree. Like I think, careful what you pack was the was the keeper of the bunch of them. We had a request for that in the first hour. Yeah, I, I read um, about that as well, and it said that the songs weren't, I think Flansburg said the songs weren't creepy enough, which is surprising because yeah. they do creepy so well. 
Um, and this song, this song has kind of a dark feel to it. Yeah, I mean, it's a little unsettling. You know, it's like, be careful. Yeah. yeah. And, and to me, yeah, like, like I said, I haven't seen the movie, but reading the synopsis of it, to me, it seems like that it kind of locks into place and, and, now I can't really think of the lyrics other than being about Coraline. I mean, it, they don't necessarily have to be, but mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? You you've you've actually seen the movie. Yeah. Do, do you want to tell people like the the the, <laughs> the gist of the, of the plot? I mean, that, that well, maybe that'll help if we're talking about it. Yeah. As far as lyrics. So I was a I was a real big fan of this story before it was adapted as a film. And um, mm, right. so when I heard that it was being adapted by Henry Selleck, because I, I also quite enjoyed Nightmare Before Christmas, I was so excited. Um, but then when I actually saw it, I was kind of disappointed. And not, really? Yeah, and not because of the them cutting out um, the They Might Be Giant songs, although that, that was a bit disappointing too, but primarily because um, – Ah, the ending, the the climax of the story. They they made a significant change to to mm-hmm. uh, the film from mm-hmm. uh, from the novel. And I'm not one of those purists who's like, you know, adaptations can never deviate from the source material or anything. But the the change that they made, I felt like it really sort of undermined the main hmm. character's um, agency and and like the main character the titular character's victory in that moment and it was such a pivotal yeah. moment and so it was yeah up until that point though i had really enjoyed the film like visually it's very striking and and yeah um, and the voice actors did really well actually john hodgman voiced the the father character which right. is uh the character linnell sings the other father song for and yeah, um, yeah. that's another <laughs> tmvg connection because he was uh, the deranged millionaire from the venue song, <laughs> so that was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he seems like a a pretty cool guy. He's also written. I um, I I write reviews for punknews.org, which mm-hmm. um, I mean now I'm pretty much just the podcast guy. But I've been writing for them for a while. And another one of my absolute favorite bands is the Mountain Goats. Oh, I love them. Yes, yeah. and I was writing a review for Transcendental Youth. And John Hodgman did the press release, the press one sheet for that. Oh, fun. <laughs> I was like, "What? That's random!" <laughs> like, you know, yeah. uh, to, we want to get someone, some, someone interesting to to write up the uh, the thing we're going to send around to, you know, reviewers. And it's like, John Hodgman, what? okay. <laughs> well, so now we know he's got good taste. He likes yeah. uh, they might be giants and uh, the mountain goats. So, yeah. oh, yeah, and the the, um, yeah. the author of Coraline, Neil Gaiman. He's um, I keep looking at i have the, the book um he's a he's a tmbg fan too i believe i think there's a, a nice. video on youtube of him and um another author terry pratchett they they wrote um good omens together they're singing uh, uh shoehorn with teeth together i think that was a favorite of theirs so nice yeah yeah i i, I knew i'd been hearing the name neil gaiman recently and yeah it's good omens i, I hadn't mm-hmm. hadn't watched that yet yeah um so worth watching it was yes, it was good. Um, it wasn't what I expected, but I thought it was really well done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, back to back to Coraline. Uh, so you were talking about <clears throat> yeah, the ending being a little bit disappointing. But mm-hmm. as far as I mean, the main di- what I'm getting from reading about it is that you know if you're going to really sum it up short, is that you know she finds this secret door that takes her to this other world, and there's these 
doppelganger type characters of her mom and dad and other people that have buttons on their eyes. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then it seems like all fun and stuff at first, but then it gets kind of dark and they try to trap her in there. Is that, is that all, all right? Yeah. So she, she moves to a new house and she's lonely and bored and she goes exploring and her curiosity gets her into trouble. Um, yeah, she, um, I think the tagline of the film or on the film's poster, it says like, careful what you wish for, which mm. is very similar to, to the song. Uh, careful yeah. Pack. And yeah, I think the song, um, like the lyrics are pretty much like a summary of the story in a way, or at least very similar to, I mean, the whole, um, uh, you know, going exploring and curiosity getting you into trouble. And it's, um, yeah, very, I mean, I think there's other ways you can read the lyrics too if you're unfamiliar with the story of the film. Um, I think... Yeah, I actually didn't know until I started researching this today that it was a a cut from Coraline. So, Ah. I mean, I had, you know, different thought. You know, know, to me, it, it seemed kind of a story that was a little too vague to really make it too specific but you know but then when i went and read up on Coraline, i'm like oh and now i can't see it as anything other than making sense with the movie and why did they cut it from the movie it seems like it still makes total sense and the vibe totally fits so perfect yeah i mean it wouldn't necessarily have to be something that's sung as part of a plot point but it seems like it could have fit as a background song yeah or like a theme or something yeah 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 but i i think um like if you choose to disregard the the story of the film or or you're unfamiliar with it i think um when i'm listening to it i'm not always necessarily you know thinking about the film i think for me it conveys a the sense of like a fresh start or um letting go of things and trying to start over and renewal like careful what you pack is like about letting go of of the emotional baggage that you carry and like there's Ah. no going back could be like you can't change the past so stop dwelling on it and you know starting fresh Mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely i don't know if that's maybe a stretch but i i like that i like that reading of it and i know um at least i like to listen to it around new year's um i i think i saw Mm. a tweet where someone said that if you start listening to the song at like 11 58 in 57 seconds the timing will mean that you'll hear it's a new year right at midnight which is kind of fun <laughs> yeah oh, man. i've never Did done we... that but yeah <laughs> us yeah fans are are definitely that kind of nerdy that someone would have figured that out <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you could go right into death cab song the new year and mm-hmm. then uh, you know kind of bring it back around to me feeling the death, death cab vibes in this one <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, that uh, non-Coraline interpretation definitely makes sense to me, too. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, there's a couple more sinister lines, like the doesn't even know someone's watching her, and the she's going to get in trouble now, mm-hmm. um, kind of ominous for... Yeah. Yeah, like for a fresh start. Not yeah, so like much. who's watching? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it all falls apart. <laughs> but then, but then, well, but then again, I started looking. So then I was looking at the interpretations tab on the wiki, which often is, uh, there are some pretty hilarious reads as well as insightful reads. But I, I think then you could kind of play it even almost 
into the whole Bush era thing that we were talking about and kind of a big brother kind of vibe. Oh, maybe. You yeah. know, like you're always being watched. There's cameras everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, or or even to take it to a nine to a nine eleven kind of thing. You got to be careful what you pack because they're going to search your bags oh, when no. you're going through the airport. <laughs> So very much literally careful. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. Uh, <laughs> if you pack the wrong thing, there's no yeah. going back. They're going to throw you in jail. I think you I better saw, watch out. I think I saw on an interpretations page someone like mentioned the similarity with the, the line from Hotel Detective about um, like mm. trees and bees and things. I, I didn't feel like, like I don't think they're necessarily connected or that it's like a sequel song or anything elaborate like that. But I, I think maybe those lines were just borrowed because they fit the, the narrative of like a, a kid playing in their garden maybe. <laughs> I don't sure, know, but, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's it, it makes sense to try and connect certain... You see people doing this with all kinds of songs. Like, yeah. oh, this is a sequel to this. <laughs> And with a band that has this many songs, I mean, maybe they do, you know, dip back into a well and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, you know, flesh out something from a previous idea. But mm-hmm. they're, they're usually not very um, repetition. forthright about yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just always totally dumbfounded by how someone or, you know, two guys could write this many songs. And then there's still songs that are out there that like there's there's 10 more songs that were cut from the movie that we haven't heard mm-hmm. so like there's 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 more songs like there's still stuff that you know they have stuff that like never you know that hits the cutting room floor that we never hear you know they release so many songs but there's still gotta be so many more out there so many partial songs and, yeah i wish their podcast would resurface because like when they had that podcast going they would play a mm-hmm. lot of that those unreleased tracks or things that were just you know Never made it to an album, so yeah, that would be really cool. It's been quite a few years since they were doing that. Yeah, and they're so busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not getting any getting to any of the flood uh, 30th anniversary shows, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, um, I don't think I'll be able to to make it. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm in Lafayette, Indiana. I, I, you know, I could have made it to Chicago, but it just didn't. Just wasn't happening, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been cool, though. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at the lyrics again, and it still keeps making me think of Coraline. Like, um, and now I feel like I should just watch the movie right after we're done with this. Yeah, uh, it's worth watching, <laughs> and certainly if you're not like if you haven't read the story, you probably won't even you wouldn't notice the change to the to the right. Climax, so I, right. I would recommend it. It's still a good film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, it definitely makes sense from what I've what I understand of it so far. The uh, there's no going back, right? Because the mom like blocks the door, right? She's and I, I I hope I'm not giving away too many spoilers. This is all on the Wikipedia page <laughs> for the movie, yeah. uh, right? Because the mom's trying to keep her from going back. Mm-hmm. Um, she's lost from the beginning. She's the new girl, so they want her to become, you know, one of them and put buttons on her eyes, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. yeah, they want her to be a, a new girl or yeah. the other Coraline or something, I yeah, suppose, right? Yeah, and she's, she's not the first either, so. But yeah. She's just the newest, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it all makes sense, and I don't know why they would have cut it. This yeah. is just, it's just such a good song. It's so good, and it, and it is pretty creepy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a dark vibe. I mean, it's, it's I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's in a, 
it's in I mean it's in C somehow even though it's in C major it's got a lot of focus on minor chords within the key the A minor and the D minor I'm just looking at the guitar tab real quick it definitely has a it, it doesn't have a happy vibe that's for sure <laughs> But still so pretty, and I find that that's, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's rare. That's a rare combination to have, like, a, a creepy, unsettling, but very pretty song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ominously pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, kind of goes along with the story. Like, it's the allure of this other world that she's discovered, mm-hmm. and everything seems great at first, but there's kind of this dark undertone that, yeah. you know, reveals itself later. So there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Should we listen to some covers of this song? Sure. All right. The first one, I'm going to send a link your way. Um, I'll just do it in this chat window on the Gmail here. This first one is a friend and uh, former guest of the show. She was actually on the live Don't Let's Start episode as well as uh, an episode about ampersand. This is Dana Williamson who is an electric violinist. She plays a six-string electric violin and does a lot of cool guitar-type effects to her violin. So let's check it out. a haunting kind of quality i really enjoyed that and i was interested to see how she'd handle the like chorus with it just being her but yeah i really liked it yeah so she goes you know pizzicato playing with her fingers the Mm -hmm. whole time so i think for people just listening you know that would recommend going and and checking out the video because i think just hearing the audio you might not even realize it's a violin because Mm -hmm. this six string violin i i believe i know she told me i'm trying to remember the i believe it's got does it have two lower strings in a normal violin? Because it sounds, you know, you can tell it's kind of lower than uh, normally we think of violin as a very high-sounding instrument. Mm-hmm. But she's got some kind of more bass-type uh, strings on it. And it's this cool electric violin. Uh, it's called a, a Viper is the brand. Oh, wow. And it's, like, <laughs> it's almost like, like a Flying V version of a violin. And it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. <laughs> and it's got frets on it like a guitar. It's a very kind of guitar violin hybrid mm-hmm. and yeah and dana's dana's got a great voice we collaborated actually on the um 
uh, this might be a podcast.bandcamp.com. I've got a live tribute up there from uh, that night that we did the live Don't Let's Start episode, and me and Dana collaborated. And she also by herself played uh, John Linnell's solo piece, Processional Number 3, and did a medley of that into the song The Greatest off oh. of I Like Fun, <laughs> which was pretty cool. But yeah, she's she's very talented. She has a lot of stuff on her YouTube. She does guitar stuff as well. Yeah, Dana, you can find her on YouTube. What's uh, her YouTube channel? Is just called Dana. Well, I don't know if you look <laughs> <laughs> if you look up careful what you pack uh, covers, you'll you'll definitely find this one. You'll see the the violinist. That's Dana. Cool. So, on to the next one. Let's see. I've got a ukulele cover for ya. So here we've got. A woman, I'm guessing her name's Olivia. Her uh, her YouTube channel is Electric Olivia. And she's doing a ukulele cover here um, out in her shed, she says. <laughs> That's a kind of, kind of cool rustic looking setting here. So go ahead and listen to a little bit of that. Yeah, this this is proving with these two videos that this is a song that's kind of tricky for uh, the female range. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I think they both give a real solid effort. Yeah. I think they do a great job, yeah. Definitely, Mm -hmm. yeah. Actually, the ukulele reminded me, um, I was trying to find um, the interview with Flansburg about uh, Careful What You Pack, where he had mentioned the things about, like, not it not making the film and uh i found they covered it for like a blog or something that amy Poehler, like smart girls foundation i came across that too yeah yeah and actually uh, through that i found there's a video on there from like 2012 where they Uh where flansburg is like interviewed at home and he talks about painting ukuleles uh, how that's a hobby of him, and there's like a video of him painting ukuleles with like pictures of his cats and things. <laughs> it's just you know, it's very cute, and I think Robin Goldwasser's in the film or the video as well. Nice. And uh, it just reminded me. Um, I think part of the instant fan club this year, like the mm-hmm. one of the rewards was a hand painted ukulele uh, by oh, Flansburg. Wow. So anyway, ukuleles. Oh wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> so in that video, does he talk? He doesn't talk at all about this song. Oh no, no. Okay. Yeah. Still, it's, a, it's still out. a fun, a cute little video. It, it's got his cat, the governor, or <laughs> a painting of his cat, the governor. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Let me send you this next cover here. This one is from a group that is from uh, Fredrikstad, Norway. And I believe the name of the band or the artist is uh, Jürgen Simon. I believe is how you pronounce it. J-E-G-E-R-S-I-M-E-N. And this is on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Jürgen Simon. Careful what you pack. They might be Giants cover. Let's check that out. Like the reverb, yeah. or is that I don't. Oh, there's a lot tell? of reverb. Yeah, reverb and delay pedals. Music, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I thought that lends itself well to the to the tone of the song for sure. Yeah, I really like the liberties that they take in the intro. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're playing around with like almost like harmonies of what is in the original. Yeah, because it's like you could tell it's got that vibe, but it's not note for note. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of what's cool about it is they aren't worried about making it, you know, so in the box as far as, you know, let's make it sound like the original. Yeah, I think uh, the best covers are they, they do a different take on on a song as opposed to like just being a, you know, exact replication. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I yeah, I love that vibe. Yeah. Ethereal is definitely the right word for it. So that is a very cool version i like that one a lot because mm-hmm. that, that's one thing i, I have a uh, harder time finding uh covers that are full band covers because you know it's it's a lot easier to just you know turn your camera on and play guitar and sing to it which i love all of those covers and i strip down covers but finding covers with like full you know real drums and everything and it is a lot more rare mm-hmm. uh to, to be able to play that kind of thing on the podcast so so good on them so i Jürger Simon? I don't know. Do, do you think that's... I, I mean, I, I <laughs> it's Norway, know. so I'm thinking it's not Jürger. Jürger Simon. It's Jürger Simon. I don't know. 
<laughs> that's cool though that's cool mm-hmm. okay i got one more for you and i'm saving the wackiest one for oh. last <laughs> <laughs> and this is the band camp page of a band called spooky girls who it turns out are actually two guys named adam and ian so this is this is spooky girls playing careful what you pack so check check that out recording okay okay yeah all right i don't know if we could fix that okay one, two, three, four. The known, the unknown, and the underknown. Look at what she found. Digging underground by the goldfish pond. She's gonna get in trouble now. Shaking up the bees. Swinging from the tree. Doesn't understand. the the cover of the elf <laughs> yeah they could they cover the entire album oh wow that's that's yeah. fun that's a definitely a more up-tempo version <laughs> yeah different tone, different tone for sure yeah but it's, yeah you've got some some sounds like banjo and acoustic yeah. guitar maybe <laughs> and the two guys just singing in unison it sounds yeah. like just like you know, they just put a mic and and did it did it live. It's it's definitely got that that hoedown yeah, vibe. Yeah, but it's so fun. <laughs> I think <Yeah>. it works. <laughs> yeah, again, like we were just talking about putting your own spin on it, and mm-hmm. that definitely <laughs> is different than the original. <laughs> now that version, that I don't know if that would fit in Coraline. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't describe it as a dark song anymore. <laughs> yeah, so. So that's all the covers I got. So the final uh, segment, as you know, is uh, I'm going to make you score this song from one to ten, uh, with decimals being acceptable. What would you score? <sighs> careful what you pack. I thought you were you were saying careful what you score. <laughs> careful what you score. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> I I as I said before, I love this song, so I I'd probably give it a nine. All right. I really, okay. really love it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I never decide my scores ahead of time because my guests uh, definitely influence what, you know, through discussion of the song. I, it, it would always change my score. I tried scoring them ahead of time at first, but the discussion would inevitably mm-hmm. change uh, my thoughts about the song. <laughs> so let's see. Um, I mean, I, I love the else as a whole. And we've talked about the you know the whole vibe of the album. It's 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 one that definitely sticks out in their catalog to mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah, is it the I mean, only one that has um, uh, a different producer? Yeah, yeah. Even though the Dust Brothers aren't on every song, mm-hmm. it is yeah the only time they've brought in outside producers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Which which alone yeah it definitely gives it i mean this whole darker vibe and a lot it's a lot more guitar heavy of an album um yeah there's no um accordion right yeah that's what i mean i was talking about that with with mari when we did the take out the trash episode because mm. um mari's an accordionist and we were thinking on that we're like wait can't think of any songs that have accordion which just seems crazy 
and uh, I was like, well, that kind of stinks, but I still, I love this album. The, yeah. the else is just great. And this song fits right in with the vibe of it. And mm, let's see. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go 7.8. Mm. 7.8. <laughs> yeah. It's a tough. It's it's a tough job you have. <laughs> oh, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you this. Uh, talking talking about my favorite band all the time. It's rough. <laughs> so uh, before we uh, let everyone go here, is there anything that you would like to plug? I mean, you said you're not uh, a, a musician, but is there any you want people to find you on Twitter or Not is there anything really. <laughs> you know, you'd like to know? Um, I don't know when this is going to air, but I was going to mention um, November 15th, uh, which is this upcoming Friday, um, is uh, one of my favorite days of the year. And I'm not at all involved or affiliated, but um, they might be playing They Might Be Giants on KMSU. Uh, ah, yes. yes. Yeah. Th- this will be coming out after that, Aww. but... Um, yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, that's been spreading around Facebook quite a bit, too. I think most of the diehards are, they know about yeah. that. But that's, uh, yeah, that's a cool thing. Have you have you requested a song? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple Was it times. this song? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think the year I requested this song, they didn't end up playing my request. What? Yeah. In, in tw- wait, it's 12, is it 12 hours? Yes. That they go... So yeah. in 12 hours, and their songs aren't that long, so they can play a lot of songs. <laughs> they couldn't, they, well, I mean, that's cool that they got that many requests that they couldn't even fit them all in in 12 hours. But yeah. Yeah. Again, I said they've got so many songs, this is a good, they could probably go 24 hours and uh, make it a 24-hour thing. Oh, that'd be, that'd I, w- be I wish they would. <laughs> yeah. Step it up. Stop being so lazy. 12 hours? Come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't need to sleep <laughs> or you do a you know a tag team kind of thing and tag in <laughs> i go go take a nap <laughs> yeah that's it's that's definitely a cool thing that uh that i gotta check that out so that's um, coming up pretty soon yeah. or as people are hearing this it already happened but, <laughs> and but it was great anyway <laughs> yeah. and it was fantastic mm-hmm. we're predicting i guess my so. <laughs> um my twitter handle is at guardy underscore lou if anyone wants to check her out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I mean, it was, I, I appreciate you, you know, hopping on, uh, giving me a follow on Twitter when it was a brand new account. And, oh, I was uh, so excited that, that you started this podcast and it's, it's been really great. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for being a fan and thanks for, uh, I apologize that it was so long <laughs> to get your episode done uh well thanks for having me on it was really well fun. yeah and you know t- to make it up to you if you want to do another episode uh, we could get you signed up for something oh my gosh i think i put my name on hovering sombrero but i know oh, if, if that's already let been me see taken. let me see nope you're right you're on there so everybody you're gonna hear <laughs> you're gonna hear lou again on the hovering sombrero episode right. another nice and uh dark themed song <laughs> <laughs> And weird. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay, cool. I'm excited. We'll talk about that one somewhere down the line. Great. I'm not going to make you wait a year this time. 
<laughs> so, you know, we'll space it out from this one a little bit. So <laughs> It was worth the wait. So <laughs> Great. Yeah. I'm glad you had fun. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me uh, do my little credit spiel here. People can find the podcast at Twitter is uh, at this might be a pod. Uh, Facebook.com slash this might be a podcast. You can email me at this might be a pod at Gmail. You can leave me voicemails at 224-801-2930. You can find me on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. If you want to get some merch in here, bonus episodes. And I think that'll do it. So Lou, thanks again. Uh, This was super fun. Yeah, thanks so much. All right. Well, I'll be talking to you again later.